Hey everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect. This is episode 38, and today's date is March 30th, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duns, versus known across the interwebs. I messed up my own name. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, let me try to get mine right. Uh, I am Jimbo. Nailed it. Nailed uh, also it. known as Jimbo Slice 23 So, Duds, how's this week treating you? Oh, uh, if the intro's any indication, not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, actually, Minecraft-wise, it's been a decent week. I finished my Iron Farm episode, and it's producing iron like crap. Or not like crap, but lots of iron. See, words. <laughs> We're doing a podcast, Shimbo, and I can't talk. Uh, I have that same issue. <laughs> We're in so much so. trouble. <laughs> also, I've played with my mic settings in the middle of recording another episode, so that's not a smart idea. <laughs> Uh, I did see the iron farm, though. It is producing pretty good. It is. It's Just the, that one module. It's the Doc M77, and it's got two modules now up and running. Oh, nice. So it's producing twice as much. It's perfect for a single player. It's just mm-hmm. me, and it's producing so much, I have extra, which is going to come in handy for our topic today, but we'll get into that later. Um, the problem I have is storing that iron. So yeah. I, I need to make some kind of crazy storage system to store all the iron. And, and I want to convert the poppies to bone meal and all that good yeah. jazz because I still haven't found a skeleton spawner to turn into a grinder yet. So bone meal is kind of a, a needed commodity, especially because I keep making things using yeah. light gray. Of course, I found yeah. that uh, you can just harvest flowers and get light gray. But it, <laughs> Yeah, it's always nice to have that bone meal It really necessity. is. You forget how much you need it, especially when you're uh, landscaping areas. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just like plop a bone meal down and kind of break what I don't want. And I haven't mm-hmm. really been able to do that this season so far. But yeah, so I want to do that. Anyways, I don't have ice. There's no ice near me. I'm like stuck huh. between two deserts and a jungle. I have a taiga biome that I could probably, you know, get above what is it, Y120 or something like that. And water will freeze over. Yeah. But I'd rather find like an ice biome. So... I, um, yeah, you don't have to worry about going to that elevation. Right. Especially because mm-hmm. I don't have an elytra yet either. Yeah. So this episode, I've started my transportation hub, which if people have watched the first episode mm-hmm. of the series, I came out and said that I didn't want to work in the nether a lot. I didn't want to create a nether hub where I'm going to have all these tunnels going everywhere and all this stuff because the nether update's coming and I don't want to reset the nether. So... It, the least amount of time I can spend in the nether, the better. So I'm kind of changing it up from everyone else. And I'm building this hub on my spawn island, which is a couple hundred blocks away from where I'm living. And using command blocks, I'm going to be able to teleport myself to specific locations in the world. Now, my rules for this are I have to travel overworld to the location I want to set up a... Uh, transportation spot for i have to travel that in the overworld and back without dying to count that mm. as a location okay so there's some stipulations there's some stipulations just can't teleport anywhere but yeah right that that has a little bit to do with one of our new blocks but mm-hmm. i'll let you keep going yeah so it it doesn't sound like it would be difficult but when i'm looking at distances it's like oh i'm getting ready to travel ten thousand blocks for ice mm. in the overworld <laughs> without an elytra. You, there's a chance I could die and then start yeah. all over again. 
Then have to find your stuff that within too. that distance. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. Yeah, so I'm building that hub. It's a, it's a cool-looking building. It's very donut-shaped, but I'm okay. planning on decorating the outside of it with all these different biomes and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it might look cool. Yeah, I saw you prepping on your stream for the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, speaking of uh, stream, I was on Twitch again, and we did some cave lighting and uh, me being mm-hmm. scared senseless because it's me and PvP is not my forte. <laughs> Um, I got made fun of for going and making a uh, shield while in full diamond armor. It's like, man, you don't know. I will die. I will die so easily. But yes, we cleared out some caves and I found a spider spawner, which when you think about it is kind of useless unless you really need XP. (laughs) Yeah, or unless you like got two of them. It's nice to have two of them. Right. Within range. So I've got a spawner right below my house it's like literally Mm -hmm. 50 blocks below my house that i'm just like "Eh, what am i gonna do with that thing so who knows um can you drop like can you drop spiders 40 blocks kill them and they still drop string i think that's all they drop well i know that's all they drop but i didn't know if that was a uh you have to kill them with your sword to get the string to drop or if they would just do it anyways no i think they dropped the string it's just the eyes you have to it's got to be player kill and they drop the eye as far as i know but yeah at that height you probably drop them i didn't know if it would be worth trying to set up some kind of afk mechanism because then i could afk the string and the iron at the same time but Mm -hmm. meh it's kind of useless because you can't even use the string for wool because sheep farms are so op right now yeah no you need you need string for scaffolding but even then like how much scaffolding do you need yeah i think i had three stacks of that like in ripple effect and i never needed more yeah i had a shulker box full and i probably used two stacks mm-hmm. at a time but yeah um no that's about it i mean dispensers if you want to make you know dispensers with those but if you have a skeleton grinder or any kind of mob farm that drops bows you can easily make them out of that yeah so yeah i guess it's not like a necessity spider farms yeah. especially after the whole the sheep farm Mm-hmm. But Rough. other than other than my uh, pretty mediocre week, how about you, Jimbo? Have you had a decent week? Uh, it hasn't been a bad week. Mm. I've been messing around in creative mode, which is somewhere I usually don't go. <laughs> I'm okay. more of like a survival kind of person. But I've I've had some time, you know, to think about you know one sixteen coming out and the server update and stuff. And I've been thinking, trying to get some different ideas set in place and i actually been writing down some notes plural about what what i'm going to be doing this year and it all starts with uh getting getting your bases in line you know Uh there's not so much your main base but your beginner base where you settle at on day one or two you know some people don't get a house up for a little while but last year i went in with not a clue what i what to build so i just built a house uh-huh. This year, I, I might want to build something a little different. You know, not so much a house, but then again, you want to make sure your build fits in with the theme, if there is a theme going. Yeah. So, I've been working a little bit on that, and uh, and my main base as well. It's pretty big. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a pretty big project. Uh, I don't know if it's as big as the whole mountain thing. Right. I don't think I'm going to go that big, but you never know. As the season goes on, you just never know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was also thinking about possible shops to invest in early game. 
because yeah. there's uh, a lot of people going to be wanting materials and uh, just uh, what 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 do you plan on selling? What's the big cash flow item? And I was thinking books would be is probably the best early game item to sell. I agree. I'm not mis- I I'm thinking books, but not only that, you know, I've been thinking of like scenarios to collab. Uh-huh. different like funny skits to put in there because i would like to do a lot of collab this year Same like, uh yeah like to you know get together with some of the fellow ripplets and do a couple things if not maybe like i said a little skit uh-huh. those are always fun to do yeah i don't think i really did many collabs last year at all i did maybe two nothing no probably three when i was the uh detective jimbo that was a lot of fun see i like to do some some more stuff like that like put on a different character or something I thought, yeah i think that'd be fun at least try it mm-hmm. and uh also been trying to think of new games to play yeah because you have in hermitcraft they came out with tag hey, now tag use, two yeah you gotta use its full name tag two electric boogaloo yeah electric boogaloo is the new one but like i i like to try to think of a game like that to where everyone can play Mm-hmm. For a little while, you know, something everyone's familiar with, and some things off the top of my head were like hide and seek. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to kind of incorporate that into the game. So I don't think you to... could do hide and seek naturally. Yeah, um, I think it would have to be because like Scar built a hide and seek area. I want to say in season six, but they never played it. Mm. So I oh, think... there's a certain area to play it in. Yeah, I think you'd have to do something like that. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't too sure. Like, how would you? How did you make the points? How would you make the game doable mm-hmm. in Minecraft? Yeah, but there's a. I've been thinking of different games to play. Also, you know, to try to get people. That also helps collab if you can get you know people into a big game that everyone's involved in. I think mm-hmm. Omni's got some ideas. He's pretty good at that. Yeah, uh, Omni's ears pepped up when talking about that. So mm-hmm. he's got ideas. Yeah, he, oh yeah gonna torture us with mini games yeah torture chambers and stuff like that but yeah that's about it i've just been you know just trying to think of new things writing stuff down and getting stuff ready i've got a couple ideas for mini games not so much like tag or anything like that but Mm -hmm. like an actual mini game but yeah i got one we'll see if the uh mini game area is a feature this season hopefully hopefully it is i'm not doing any more mini golf no i got burned out on mini golf <laughs> there's a good bit of holes to play i noticed that yeah we were trying to do 18 i think we got up to like 11 or 12 but then again, it was basically me and bank built all but like two or three that's kind yeah, of i never hoping, did install one yeah i was kind of hoping a lot more people would take over and do one but nah. yeah that was the plan anyways should we go ahead and get into the news sure all right so this week we got snapshot 20w13b those snapshot names. <laughs> Anyways, this snapshot features a lodestone, the strider mob, and a new way to form basalt. Let's go ahead and start with the lodestone. The lodestone can be crafted from a netherite ingot and a chiseled stone brick. By the way, this is probably the second best looking block they've added to this update. Also yeah. requires netherite, so come on, Moye! Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you do that, and it uses a compass. So what you could do is you could use the compass on the lodestone, and it enchants the compass to point at the lodestone. So no matter where yep. you are in the world, it'll point back to the lodestone. Granted, it's I don't like think GPS. it... GPS. Yeah, it's it's like a GPS, but I don't think you can uh, 
Like, I don't think it works in other dimensions, obviously. No, I think it actually goes haywire if you... Yeah. I think if, if you were to take the lodestone and break it, mm-hmm. the compass that was matched with it will go haywire also. Yeah, but I think you can still take that haywire compass and click on a different lodestone. Yep. And it will point back to that new mm-hmm. lodestone. So. Yeah, yeah, it's still usable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a pretty cool block. That's what I was, when you were mentioning the transportation sh- system... It'd be cool to have a lodestone at each location, mm-hmm. just in case if you needed to travel off, you could find the nearest lodestone block to transport you. Well, see, I didn't think about that. I mean, that would be awesome. So you have the teleportation hub, the transportation mm-hmm. hub, where basically I'm going to go up and be like, oh, I need to go to this location, hit the button, and it'll teleport me to that location. Well, once I'm there, if I go off and do stuff, I need to find my way back to that same teleportation Thing, so I can go back to the transportation hub. Mm-hmm. So having a lodestone on the other side with a compass attached to it. So as soon as I get teleported, I could grab the compass, go off and do what I need to do, and then come back. Yeah. That's yeah, a good idea. The there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking you can keep it on your person or in your inner chest. But yeah, if you just leave it right there yeah. at, the, uh, at the station, you can pick it up and drop it off as you please. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, yeah I'm sure a lot of people... We'll be using it that way. I think so, too. I think that'll be one of the things I do, especially on the SMP, is if I can get some netherite, I'll have a lodestone in my house or base or something, just in Mm -hmm. case I want to explore. Granted, the SMPs are a little bit easier to get around because Mm -hmm. uh, the terrain's constantly changing because there's always people building. So there's always some kind of landmark you can reference. Granted, in the nether, we have a new nether now, too. So it's either going to be easier to navigate or more confusing to navigate. Yeah. But I see the lodestone in the nether in the end also. Because if you go to the end, oh, yeah. you walk past one of those uh, exit portals. You could just plop your lodestone next to the exit portal, do your compass, and now you know how to get back to that exit portal. You don't have to do the throw everything in the ender chest and jump to my death kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, a lot of handy features with the lodestone. Mm-hmm. And it's such a pretty block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, pretty good looking. Why are all of the expensive blocks in Minecraft so pretty? I mean, they started with quartz, and then you have the netherite block. Now you have the lodestone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now they're slowly giving us quartz. Yeah. So maybe down the line, oh. it'll become more easy to get. I'm still hoping for concrete stairs and slabs. Yeah. I'm trying to build a lot more in concrete this season on my own survival. So, please, please, more concrete slabs. <laughs> I need all that. Yeah, I'd like to build in some concrete this year, but I've, I doubt that's coming soon. But Yeah. So, the next part of the update is the Strider mob. A lot of people mm-hmm. were asking for nether boats. Instead, you got a new mob. Yeah. Um, I actually like I like this over the nether boats. Because the people were talking about building the nether boat at a netherite. And to me, that's just so expensive. For something that'll barely yeah. get used. Because once you have an Elytra, there's no point in having another boat. I was kind of hoping true. you could use the new warp trees and crimson trees, whatever, and mm-hmm. make boats that way. But to me, striders are way cooler. So, Oh, yeah. It's so different. Mm-hmm. One, they're one of the derpiest mobs in Minecraft now. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> takes the cake. It's definitely one of those mobs that's so ugly it's cute. Uh... Hinterbo's like, it can never be cute. (laughs) That's debatable. 
I just want to point out, we are 18 minutes into the show, and that was my first cough. Yes. Yeah. New medicine's working. Anyways, so a strider, they walk on top of lava, not through lava. So I think it's like if you have, I played around with it. I actually went and scraped and played with it. And I couldn't remember, like, if you mm-hmm. had a half slab lava type mechanism. If Either way, you're good. You could even take these guys up waterfalls. Like, I don't think well, lava you, falls. Yeah, lava falls. Did I say waterfalls? Yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah, lava falls. Thank you. Which I think is going to be a mechanic that gets fixed because there's a couple glitches where you can take these guys up the lava fall and then walk out of the lava fall and you keep that same Y height value. Huh. So you're just like walking in midair. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a bug that gets fixed. But to maneuver the strider so you can saddle them like you would any other mob. And then Mm -hmm. you do kind of like the carrot on the stick, except striders really liked warped fungi. So you do the warped Mm -hmm. fungi on a fishing pole, and then you can maneuver them around like you would a pig with a carrot on a stick. Yeah, I thought that was real interesting that they used the warped fungus because they are a passive mob. Mm -hmm. And the warped is like a signifies the passive part of the nether yeah so i thought that was pretty clever how, how they did you think that. about that mm-hmm. when you think about it all the hostile stuff is scared of warped fungus mm-hmm. and now you have the strider These which is a passive it. mob and it's like oh i love this stuff yeah good we just point. become best friends <laughs> so, yeah good point um but that's kind of it for the strider other than it's derpy and awesome looking and i want one oh if you take them yeah. out of lava they shiver yeah, they do. Cold. They shake, Which and is... they can actually stalk or stalk stack on top of each other. Like the babies oh, can yeah, ride yeah, the yeah. adults, and the mm-hmm. baby can ride a baby, can ride another baby, and also followed by a pigman if you get lucky. Piglin. Like pigmans, yeah, piglins can ride these things also. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Way to go, loud car behind me. <laughs> that what? Not so cool yeah. car. I'm sorry. Those are gonna obviously get picked up a lot easier. Because of my new mic settings, hopefully I do a better job editing stuff like that out. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Anyways, you have a bunch of information you want to go over with the new update also. Yeah, uh, the farmer villagers. Uh Farmers can now put excess seeds in the composter to create create bone meal. Uh I thought that was pretty cool. Farmers are able to do that now. Uh, Bone meal is used by farmers to grow crops. That's That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, And farmers share... Excess wheat to the other farmers so more farmers can make bread. Hmm. I really like those mechanics. Thought that was pretty neat. The sharing's really cool. The bone mm-hmm. milling crops, though, to me kind of seems like it's an added feature that in, like, on paper sounds really cool. But it's almost yeah. like you just defeated the purpose of the bees that you yeah. just brought in one uh, update earlier. That's a good point. And I've never really seen, like, if you were to make a villager breeder with a full crop farm, usually they can't keep up with that one. So odds are they're not going to use the bone meal because there will be crops to be farmed. Yeah. Oh. But it, the sharing, though, the sharing of wheat to other farmers, I think is an awesome thing, though. Yeah. It's showing that villagers are becoming smarter. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that transfers to other guys. I'm not sure how. But it would be cool to see professions take on new roles. Yeah. Which I guess we would talk about more in the up. If you guys haven't figured out our main topic, this episode's going to be about villagers. 
So yeah, I guess we'll save some of that for the main main uh, topic today. Anyways, back to you. What we what else you got? Uh, the uh, I I well, did you want me to go through the changes? Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> let's go through the changes. <laughs> okay, I thought we were going back over. Okay, let's go over the changes. You're now most likely to get soul speed books and boots from bartering with piglins. Usually, it was just the boots. Okay. At least when I bartered, it was just the boots. But now you can get the books. Uh, cool. You can change the respawn anchor using a dispenser. So I think you mentioned that in yeah. the last episode. Way to go. Mojang's listening to us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty and sure they yeah. already thought about that. They were just waiting to implement it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we also have a jigsaw block. And not too familiar with it, yeah. to be honest. Neither... Jimbo or I have any clue how this block works. I read up on it yesterday and then read up on it again right before the podcast. And I can't tell you how the stupid thing works to save my life. No. We know we know it's uh, involved in creative mode. Mm-hmm. but And we know yeah, it has something to do with structure blocks. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of all we have. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Zeus, I mean, you are snoring louder than usual today. Come She's on. She's tired. <laughs> She's tired. She's tired. on the job. Uh, we also got one more thing. A fishing location is now considered to be open water if the fishing hook is in water. There are no blocks besides lily pads above water, and all water blocks are source blocks with no solid underwater blocks around. Now, this sounds pretty confusing. I know. And uh, it kind of is. Sliced Lime had put a post. I think he put it on Reddit, or it may have been him talking in a stream that got posted on Reddit. But he's talking about it. I want to say it's like a 5 by 5 space mm-hmm. where you have an air block above and like a solid water source below and you can't have anything in the okay. water like if you have a waterlogged uh fence gate or fence post or whatever that that negates the fishing location period for the open water for the open water okay. that being huh. said the old uh afk fishers still work if you just want fish Mm-hmm. So NXP. Yeah, NXP. So if you want that, those still technically work. And early game food source, that's actually kind of nice because they don't take up much space. But if you're looking yeah. for enchantments and stuff, I still suggest just working with villagers. If you can find a close village, they're so easy to work with nowadays that you're probably better off spending a day or two getting your villaging trading set up going. Yeah. But is that it for the changes? Yeah, that's that's all for the changes. All right. Because you guys requested Bedrock News, we've got Bedrock News. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been more news than this, but this was such a significant change. I went ahead and threw it in the show. So some big Bedrock changes are they are saying Block Lag has been removed from Bedrock. What exactly that means, I'm not sure again because we're not Bedrock players. Yeah. I'm assuming they're talking about how we would have something like ghost blocks, or if you had a lot of items kind of uh, laying on the ground, it was causing lag. So Yeah, I'm not too sure. Maybe something like that. Maybe it's like armor stands causing lag like we have with that entity lag. I'm not... No one really knows the definition. The people who were testing it, I was watching uh, Silent Whisperer talk about it, mm. and he's mainly a single player, single SSP I'll just go with that. And he <laughs> never really notices block lag, but he's playing on a beefy computer in Bedrock. So, yeah. But the yeah. the big end-all, be-all change that is super awesome, which makes me kind of go, huh, 
Bedrock is getting really close to parody. Well, not, I wouldn't say parody because this is even different, but mobs will now <laughs> despawn past 54 blocks. Obviously, for us in Java, it's 128 blocks, but Bedrock worlds are nowhere near as big as Java worlds. So 54 blocks is awesome. Before, uh, Jimbo, I don't know if you know, yeah, mobs in Bedrock would not despawn unless the light level was above 8. So wow. If a mob spawned no, in a cave and you didn't light that cave up, they never despawned. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's not good. Which also <laughs> led to, like, a bazillion drowned coming after you somehow. Mm-hmm. Because I think Stuck they're a, a different mob cat. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I also noticed that w- with the parody changes, the drowned in bedrock, they won't just drop a light or a trident if they don't have one. I noticed that the bedrock... Oh, uh, trident farms mm-hmm. you could get a trident pretty easy off of just a a, a zombie grinder because you can convert them and then mm. once they're drowned they have a chance of dropping a trident but if they don't spawn with a trident now you're not going to get one so that i thought that was a pretty neat parody change from bedrock to yeah. java and as someone who's been trying to get a trident to conquer an ocean monument they don't spawn easily with them. <laughs> no no good luck with that bedrock but anyways, yeah, despawning past 54 blocks is a huge thing. That means mob farms can become more efficient. Um, you can build them in a sky. Before, everyone was kind of building them over deep oceans. So you would mm-hmm. have a huge range of open space where you didn't have to worry about mob spawning. Now you can basically build these things anywhere. And as long as you AFK in the correct spot, you're fine. Yeah. I don't know if their mob spawns are the same as ours where... They try to spawn closer to bedrock, like the lower down, the faster yeah. the farms work. I don't know if that's the same for bedrock, but I've noticed a lot of their mob farms are all in the sky. So that might not be a problem anymore for them. Yeah, I never really noticed if the if they spawned you know, the lowest block first. Mm-hmm. That's how it is in Java. Yeah, I don't know. But that's kind of it for the news. Should we go ahead and get to the Discord ad? Sure. All right, guys, this week's Discord ad is from C3PO. Thank you so much, C3PO, for recording that. And we're going to let her take it away. Hello, interwebs. I'm C3PO, a member of the Withering Effect Discord, a great place to talk to fellow like-minded Minecrafters and to get to know the people from the show. Sometimes there are even puppy pictures. Don't delay. Join the Discord today. Link is in the show notes. Toodaloo! Dud's made me say that. Alright, again, thank you so much, C3PO. We always love when you guys do those ads. And if you want to record Mm. an ad for us, just join the Discord, let me, Carl, Jimbo know, and we'll get you all set up. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can vote for Block of the Week. And this week, your choices for Block of the Week were a hopper, a stone cutter, and a conduit. And the winner of this week is... Conduit. Congratulations, Conduit. Now, I have a, a few things written down about the Conduit. Mm-hmm. Just some facts. Uh, heart of the Sea, surrounded by Nautilus shells, is how you get the Conduit. So it'd be eight Nautilus shells around one Heart of the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need 16 to 42 prismarine blocks for the conduit power 42 for the maximum blocks surrounding it it is like a five by five ring around each Uh dimension of the conduit 
that's how you fully unlock it. And that's got to be submerged underwater fully? Yeah. The conduit has got to be in the water. Okay. Um, it hurts hostile mobs in eight block radius, mm-hmm. the, the full power effect. Um, the range of the conduit is 32 to 96 blocks. I think that's diameter, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, usually when you talk about range, like beacons and stuff, it's spherical. Granted, a beacon's like centrical, but most everything yeah. that spawns in Minecraft is a sphere, which is funny because it's a blocky mm-hmm. world and it's using a round algorithm. But yeah, but the ninety-six wouldn't be the radius, would it? I think it's I think it's forty-eight, oh, forty-eight radius. So I think it's a total. You get ninety-six blocks total from okay. end to end. But yeah, uh, yeah, it is in a sphere though. It's not a square type of force field. Uh, this effect stops the breathing meter meter from decreasing, gives underwater night vision, and increases underwater mining speed. But it's also still slower than if you were above water mining. Gotcha. But, yeah, we. Uh, I was pretty happy they put that in the game when they did with the the whole uh, ocean update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think of ways to improve the conduit, and honestly, I don't have many. I've never built a conduit mainly because yeah. I've I've never done a guardian farm since what well, when did i think one nine was the last time i built a guardian farm so mm. it's been a long time granted when i go to build one on my own survival you can bet i'm not going to do it till i have a conduit yeah conduit and try it helps obviously trident's more you don't need a trident to do the guardian thing i, I just really like the fact that i could dress my guy up like aquaman mm-hmm. and throw a trident around oh Honestly, I the easiest time I've ever had conquering a monument was when I had a trident and a conduit mm-hmm. because the trident the, the you could use your bow, but you know you're you're not going to get as much range with the bow. It's kind of going to yeah you know hit the friction with the water and just go down. But the con or the trident is more straight on. Mm-hmm. You can hit that guardian at any angle, and it does more damage yeah. to them because they're underwater. It's really not. It's pretty kind of useless. If for up or above ground mobs, but yeah, I I went right through the monument with my trident, so yeah. definitely recommend that. Well, and I've been over here thinking that I'll probably be going for a beacon soon because I kind of want to get a slime farm going, and I have unlimited iron now. So building a beacon is really just getting the wither skulls and fighting the wither. If you're smart and you plan it right, you can have a conduit and a beacon with regen. Mm-hmm going and fighting one of these ocean monuments if done properly Mm -hmm. so which is probably the way i'll do it because like i said earlier i'm a wuss and i suck at pvp well it's all about being prepared and there's nothing more prepared about nothing more prepared than having a conduit but i i was kind of thinking of some changes some things you could do with it and i was thinking a lot of people were uh asking about the the beacon that would give it the ability to not spawn any hostile mobs in a certain radius. Mm-hmm. What if uh, you could do that with the conduit instead of the beacon, but you surround it with netherite blocks, which would be hard to do. You'd need mm-hmm. 42 netherite blocks to unlock this. So it is, it's, it's hard to achieve. So it might give it more. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think you already kind of get that sense. with the hurting mobs in an eight block radius. Yeah. But what if you could expand the eight block radius? Yeah, or so, that also. Like, what if you build, I don't know, if a beacon goes through your conduit with, like, strength 
or something going through, it'll increase the A-block radius. To, I don't know, 64? Yeah, something like that. That would be... Or, really or, be, cool. or because it, it kills hostile mobs, if you throw the netherite around it, it buffs it up to where nothing spawns, you know? Yeah. In that radius. Instead of killing it, it just makes sure it just takes them all out. Nothing can spawn in that radius. Yeah. I'm not so sure but, uh, about the netherite thing, though. Just because that's like a nether update thing. Yeah. I don't know how well it would work. Of course, I'm talking about taking an overworld beacon and combining it with a conduit. So it's like, uh, I don't know. When are we going to get a nether beacon? <laughs> it's like we have an underwater beacon and an overworld beacon. Might as well have another yeah. beacon. Yeah, with netherite. Yeah, I mean... Other than the normal stuff, one perk I could say is, I don't know, maybe if you had two conduits in one like little cell, maybe it makes you invisible to ocean mobs or something. Yeah. But I don't know. A conduit is just something I've never played with, so I don't really know its downfalls. Yeah, I've, I've got quite a few around the mountain because, uh, you know, I do have that underwater base. Uh-huh. So I played with it a little bit, and uh, I mean, they seem to be very worth having around if you're going to be in the ocean, because I'm in and out. I don't need to worry about my breathing. I don't have to worry about seeing under the water and stuff. It's it's very useful to have one if you do plan on working in the water, uh-huh. that's for sure. All right. Well, should we go ahead and get into our main topic today? Sure. All yeah. right. Our main topic is how to get the best out of your villager trading system. This is obviously big because we just recommended you go into villager trading instead of AFK fishing because it's so easy to do villager trading now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and start. Jimbo, you jump in whenever uh, you feel needed, whenever one of my topics cross your topics. Okay. Uh, so the way I'm doing villager trading for my island or my SSP is basically I'm not designing a mainly like trading hall like we normally would and then filling a bunch of surrounding farms to get items to trade with the villagers per se i am but i'm not so i have an iron farm well i chose an iron farm one that i knew worked because i built it in ripple effect and two i knew it would give me an extra amount of iron that i wouldn't need immediately so I also knew that there's a villager that trades with iron. So my plan is to build my iron storage system around the ability to quickly run in there, grab some iron, trade it with the villager, get some quick emeralds. And whenever he locks up, I can be on my way and go somewhere else. I plan on doing this again with when I bring my cow farm over from my temporary uh, village area. So cow farms now in there, I'm going to do a butcher. And whenever I have leftover meat or whatever i'll trade that with a butcher maybe even have a leather worker in there so i can trade some of the leather maybe i'll do one of those uh entity cramming chicken farms so i have uncooked chicken i can also trade with the butcher and that way trading emeralds just kind of becomes a convenience thing it's like okay well i'm kind of waiting for i don't know maybe the sun to set because you want to do some work at night or something so you can just kind of run into these storage locations and trade a bunch of stuff with these villagers and that would be a quick easy way to get emeralds instead of depending on this very elaborate trading system where you're moving Mm -hmm. carrots potatoes pumpkins and all that stuff you're trading with really like one type of villager and then moving on you also have uh, the stonemason guy 
mason trading villager where you can mm-hmm. trade a bunch of your excess blocks if you're building with a or digging with a silk touch most of the time like i am i have so much smooth stone left over i might as well trade with that guy get some more emeralds yeah. that way yeah it's good to know what kind of farms you plan on building before you pick your villagers because a lot of those farms can convert to emeralds mm-hmm. like you said you know your cow farm you might want to get a butcher and a leather worker I plan on using a lot of quartz, so I want to have a couple masons around to get the quartz block. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they also trade, what, andesite, diorite, and granite for emeralds. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool trades nowadays that you can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Many, many, many. Uh, the iron, I believe, you can get as low as four, four iron ingots per emerald. Yeah. That's a pretty sweet deal if you have an iron farm. Well, and that's the other part. Take advantage of the whole letting a zombie eat your villager. As yeah, as much as that sounds completely wrong to do. It's just a bite. Just a taste. It's just a bite. And then yeah. get your weakness potion ready and your golden apple. Hit it with that mm-hmm. splash potion of weakness. Give it the yeah, golden apple. Right. And when it becomes a villager again, it's still going to remember the trades previously if you traded with it. But now they're going to be at such a lower cost it's it's free easy money mm-hmm. yeah you do have to set that up to where you know that could happen mm-hmm. i think there's tutorials for that so yeah yeah that that's probably the best way to do it mm-hmm. especially if you have a mending villager you can get a mending book for yeah. one emerald Psh. trust me there are times i contemplated it because mine's sitting at 18 and it's like i don't have 18 emeralds i should just let a zombie eat its face but then I was just yeah. like, oh, I don't have a brewing stand either. <laughs> now, now, how long is it for them to have that trade? Do you know? I, I don't wasn't know. too sure. I, I know it's temporary, and at some point it'll go yeah. away. But I know you can constantly do it over and over again and be mm-hmm. fine. Rumor is that DocM77 knows a way to permanent uh, set that trade. So oh, Is that what it was? I it's again it's a rumor he hasn't said anything about it yeah i i've heard i've overheard it yeah but But not exactly what it was yeah then again i'm a couple episodes behind on doc so i don't know if he's already come out and said it or if this was just all kind of a ruse Um, but we'll let you guys know for sure whenever we find out you guys will know how to do it again i'm not hearing this from doc i'm hearing this from other people who think they know so yeah no going and yelling at Doc. Well, Dud says you know how to do this. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't send the goat father after me. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I plan on using villagers kind of a different way mm-hmm. this year. I, I kind of want them to live around the area okay. that I'm playing in. And I want them to kind of be a part of the build. Like I'm going to take their stations and I'm going to use them in certain ways. to It makes them look like they have a completely different job than what they're usually accustomed to. All right. And uh, I can just go there anytime and trade with them. I shouldn't have to worry about them running away because they have their stations. They Uh should be pretty well kept. But I know if you do have beds around, there's a chance of golems to spawn. So you do have to be careful with that. Yeah. I've kind of got the same idea. Now, granted, the villagers I'm trading with, are they're going to be kind of stationary. And the fact that I'm going to put the butcher in a butcher shop and he's going to only be in this one location. Now, he'll probably be able to move around inside that location, but he's going to be there. 
Now, mm-hmm. if I get any nitwits, my plan is to let those guys just free roam. Like, you guys do you. I really don't care about you guys. But I'm hoping yeah. that'll make the area feel lively. Yep, exactly. I think that's kind of what everyone wants now, especially because CubFan135 last year on Hermitcraft did that enormous Concorp Center with villagers just basically mm-hmm. free roaming all over the place. Yeah. That whole area yeah, looks pretty so cool. live. Yep, it's getting the most out of your builds, man. When it's uh comes down to it, you know, you, you uh, it, it's nice to have a lot of things moving around, you know, a lot of activity. So to have the villagers, even if you wanted to throw the beds in there and have golems running around, you know, you can give them, you know, their beds in a house if that's where you want to do it. My my build's going to be a little different. I don't want to spoil too much, but uh-huh. the way I'm going to use them is a little bit different. And just uh, building them a house. Yeah. But it should be interesting. I've and it, again, I'll be able to take advantage of all the trades. Yeah. I've seen Jimbo's uh, base idea for the next Ripple season. And if he says one thing, it will spoil the entire thing. So I get why he's yeah. trying to be very coy with all of this. Yeah. Because if you mention just a little bit, like the letter it starts with, it'll probably give it away. Yeah. And again, this all comes down to, like, what do I need? I, I'm mm-hmm. going to need quartz, so I need a mason. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be doing some digging. He'll be nice to trade the stone, too. The, the fact that he trades smooth stone mm-hmm. is pretty remarkable. You know, you get an emerald for 20 smooth stone. I've had shulker boxes, double chests full of shulker boxes of this stuff. So yeah, definitely got to take advantage of that. Well, and let's not um, forget, take advantage of, like, everything you have around you. If you find a spider grind, uh, spider spawner, you can turn that into a grinder and move a Fletcher down there where you're storing your string and yeah. stuff. Trade string. I moved a cleric down with my zombie grinder when I got a uh, brewing stand. And now I, while I'm getting XP and repairing tools and stuff, I'll take the rotten flesh out and I'll trade it with the uh, cleric. And I've... I've gotten so much emeralds from just that. Granted, it takes forever to get enough XP to repair all my mending stuff. And I am quickly looking forward to building either an Ender Ender or a Gold Farm or a Blaze Farm. Something that produces a lot more XP. Yeah, take advantage of what you got, what you know you're going to need. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Jimbo's saying, if you need quartz, get you a mason. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm going to need some glowstone. So there's the cleric. Mm-hmm. clerics are nice to have around oh yeah but uh yeah before your build like i want to put my stations in certain areas so i need to know how many villagers i'm working with to design the interior and stuff so that's something to work out too if if it is as elaborate of a base build as as i'm going to get into which uh probably be a headache but yeah it's in my mind now it's already there i have no clue what i'm doing next season for a main base like I've already said in my starter base, I'm hoping to do a ravine base. Like, I'm not worried about spoiling that because honestly, from what I can tell from the seeds we're looking at, I don't know if there's going to be a ravine nearby, so I might not be able to do it. Yeah. But if not, I have a, I have two backup base ideas. One would be a major base um, that I actually kind of got the idea from you. It's not going to be a prismarine mountain, but... It'll be out in the water. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if I want to take over a guardian temple and turn and kind of use the guardian farm or just kind of be out in the water or not. 
to me, it kind of makes sense to take over Guardian Temple if you're already going to be out in the water. Mm-hmm. But I don't know yet. <laughs> this will be the first season I go in without like I am building this. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple things I'm still, you know, I'm clueless of how I'm going to do some things. Like I built what I needed to build, but it's just trying to fit everything in there that I'm going to need is yeah. the next step. So that's kind of what I've been working on. Well, I've been sitting there uh, surveying the my own survival island, and this mm. is kind of one of the first times I'm looking around, going, "Well, I want to build this, this, this," and it's like I have the room to build all of that right here. Like I don't have to worry about that. No more having to dig out a canyon to put in something. I'm just like, holy cow, I've got this large mountain where if I wanted it to be underground, I could still build it and have such a ton of room left over to build something else. Um, I mean, I can go ahead and divulge a little bit. I've talked about how my villagers are going to work. But also on the other side, there's this sheer cliff face mountain that I kind of plan on doing a modern tower. And that's where I'm going to put a lot of my... (sighs) not really automated farms but like if i'm building a tree farm i'll put it inside this modern tower uh maybe even a creeper farm would go in the lower section there not really sure but yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a farming tower because it's just out of like range to be loaded all the time when i'm working at my house Mm -hmm. so it seems like like an industrial yeah industrial tower exactly that's exactly it but i'm also like i said i'm having my iron farms in the river, and I'm going to have a cow farm out near there, too. I just get so worried about having all these farms near each other. Because even though it's a single-player world, and I don't really have to worry about lag that much, I don't want to mm-hmm. break my mind and then join an SP world and be like, oh, crap, I'm building all these farms with all these entities. Now I'm lagging the server, and now I'm the next Mumbo. Yeah, and you also have like that I, that image in your head of how you want things to look, and you want to make mm-hmm. sure your builds complement that look. You're not just throwing them up in certain places. That that's it too. Very much at the end of the ripple effect, I had that old style iron farm just hanging off the back of the build, and it bugged <laughs> the living crap out of me because it it didn't tie in at all. So when I was able to build the new one inside the base i was like oh finally yes there's something satisfying about cleanup sometimes Mm -hmm. you know just cleaning up just brings things together yeah but other than that i'm kind of good on the how to get the best out of the village trading system obviously there's probably Mm -hmm. more techniques we're not even thinking about that people can comment and let us know what we missed what about you jimbo yeah uh that's about it for me i do want to mention that you know the you could find a zombie villager naturally out there in the open. If you can't find a villager, That's true. Uh, a village, you can capture the zombie villager, give him a weakness potion, splash weakness potion, and a golden apple, and you're starting with your first villager right there. And obviously, depending on what point of interest block you put in front of it, work table, whatever you want to call it, will determine its job. Mm-hmm. And you should get low trades if you convert the villager right away. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a way to keep it low. I still think it, you know, there's still a time limit. Yeah, I definitely think it resets after a couple of Minecraft days. But mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even mention Hero of the Village, but I don't even think that's a very efficient way. Just because building raid farms and doing raids in themselves—that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, so it's not mm-hmm. as efficient as letting a zombie just do a little nibble on your villager. Mm-hmm. 
And again, you know, that only lasts so long also. That's like that three too. four Minecraft 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 days. Jesus. Words, man. But uh yeah, I mean if you have a pillager outpost nearby, it might be worth doing to get the emeralds to get the totems and stuff. Yeah. But you have plenty enough resources to trade with just the regular villagers. You don't have to go out that far, if you have the farms, of course. Right. Yeah, but if that's it, do you want to go ahead and read us out, Jimbo? Sure. If you like the show, you could share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at rippleeffectsmp.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be and not in a villager raid. The amazing music you hear in the intro and outro was created by the one and only Decoy. Everybody's social media info can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome, as always. Thank you so much for getting wizard with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you later.